from. It's in Second Kings 5, verses 1 through 15. Okay, um, it says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in, val- um, in, val- in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed. And took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant unto er, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? That is, man doth, or that this man doth send unto me, and re, or to recover a man of the of his leprosy. Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and they in thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he surely come out to me, and stand, and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farfar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them, and be clean? So he turned, and went away in rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to thee do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather, how much rather when, or then, when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again unto him came like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Um, and he returned to the man of God, he said, and or he and all of his company, and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know that there is a God, or there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Um, and I want to talk 
to you today about the lessons from Naaman. In this passage, we hear of a mighty man. He was a great warrior. He was loved by his family, friends, his soldiers, even the king. If anyone had a reason to be proud, it was Naaman. But there was a small problem. Naaman had leprosy. In Bible times, leprosy was a deadly disease. Now we have computers and stuff that can heal that. First, like, you, you didn't die quickly, though. It was a really drawn-out, painful death. So first, you would break out in red dots all over your body. Then they would turn to white splotches. Then those splotches would burst, and your skin would start eating away. Leprosy caused people to lose fingers, toes, and have deformed faces. Um, it was highly contagious, too. So while you were dying in pain, you were also alone so that others would not catch the disease. So as the story goes, his name in hopeless, is, I, I would guess probably just wanting to die. Um, and then the slave girl comes and says there's hope for him to live or be healed. And that's the first lesson that I want to bring out. Even when we as Christians may be going through something terrible, like the slave girl when she was captured, we are still called to bring hope to the lost and dying, or in other words, this world. This little girl could have just sat back in anger at the Syrians for capturing her, but instead when she saw the state of Naaman, she saw, that she saw it as an opportunity. So she said, I know a man, and this man is Jesus. And so Naaman set out to Elisha's house. Elisha sent a simple command, which was to go and wash seven times in the Jordan River, and you'll be healed. Naaman, he was angry. As he said in the scripture, he said, isn't there rivers better than Jordan? And obviously to us, too, it would make sense. The Jordan River is not the most, it's not the cleanest river known to man. So think of it like you run your bath water and you go outside, get some dirt and put it in there. And you compare that to another bathtub with sparkling clean water. You have some kids' soap bubbles from Walmart, and it's just like, man, that looks like the place to go. But Elisha, imagine Elisha comes to your house, or a prophet of God, and he says, nah, forget the bathtub with the bubbles in it. You're going to bathe in dirt. So, of course, to us, and the naming doesn't really make sense. But, of course, we don't know the plans of God. That's another lesson, though. Um, The second lesson I want to bring out, is if we're not careful, our thoughts on how God should do things will make us miss out. Let's say there's a giving at this church, and you're like, well, I have $50 I can give in my bank account, but um, that's not how God wants you to get that money. It, it's the same as if um, you go and you see someone in need, and you go over there and give a dollar, but God wants you to give you or give them your next paycheck to help them out. You don't know their situation. God knows, and that's how he would want you to do it. And this applies to Naaman in the way of he left in rage because the process um, wasn't going the way that he or thought it should go. Maybe he did want the bathtub with the Walmart bubbles in it. So the servants came down, and they calmed him, and he said, if Elisha said to do something big, wouldn't you have done it? 
He's asking you to do something simple. I mean, take a bath. How easy can it get? The third lesson I want to talk about today is to be that voice of reason in someone's life. As Bryant said, for those of us in high school or going into high school, it's really hard to be that person who everyone knows, oh, yeah, that's a Christian, and especially in a place where not very many others, especially those in the church, are standing up for what they believe in. It could be very, um, very hard, but as he said, you have to persevere through it, and you have to be that voice of reason in other people's life and explain to them. I mean, of course, let's say someone just, um, let's say that they ripped up their homework, they want to go fight them back, and you have to be that voice of reason explain to them that's not how God would want you to do it. And, of course, it might not make sense to them, but that's how you introduce them into what you believe. So don't add that fuel to the fire. Um, Encourage others to listen to the man of God. Another lesson I'd like to bring out is to humble yourself. Sometimes it's the little things that will trip us up. We see in verse 14 that Naaman followed the the command of Elisha. He was made as clean as a child. And he came and said, Now I know there's a God in Israel. The final lesson is when we do our part, God will do his part. And we have to make that first step to come to God. As a lot of the people have said in messages here, God won't force his love on you. He won't force anything on you. You have to make that first move to him. And that's how your relationship starts with God. In this story, we see humility, faith, and obedience. Somewhere in Naaman, faith grew when he heard that there was a chance of healing. He had to put aside his pride and humble himself. As we said before, this guy, he had every right to be proud. He was loved by everybody. He was the greatest warrior. And he basically won all their battles and everything. But he had to get rid of that pride, become humble, and that's how he was made whole. When all of those things, um, humility, faith, and obedience, came together, he was made whole. So how about you today? Do you have faith that things can be different for you? Are you willing to humble yourself before God and obey what he is saying to you through his word? If you're, re- if you're ready to be made whole, I invite you to this altar today. Come and let God... Do the miraculous in your life.